quite a bit. Where did you dig up that old fossil? Going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's no moon. We're all fine here. No, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettemacher. And I'm Kenton Larson. Now, we've been getting ready, Kenton, for our family vacation, which we're leaving on tomorrow. Oh, we're, so we're... I knew you were going first week, but everybody has a different definition of first week of August <laughs> because a Canadian, all the long weekend that are in every province, basically, that everyone looks forward to is this coming weekend. Yes. And, and I noticed a lot of people confused about that. Well, we um, well, it's technically the first weekend in August, right? right? So that is this coming weekend. Today is the first and uh, so, yeah, we've decided to go on um, a road trip to Edmonton for our vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of reasons. Number, number one, like, we're getting kind of tired of the Mall of America. We've been there a few times. Kids have already done all that stuff. They've never been to the, the West Edmonton Mall, which is, like, the Canadian equivalent of the Mall of America. Maybe even better. Probably for, for, better. For kids, for activities. Well, I, and to be honest, I have not been there. I was thinking about this today. I used to live in Edmonton, and right. I have not been there in, well, it's going to be 19 years. Wow. Um, so, so, And it was 20 years when I moved out there. 20 years ago, I moved out there to live there with my friend for a couple of years. Uh, and here's how I tie it all back to Star Wars. I was thinking about this, too. I'm like, how can I make this a Star Wars-related story? Um, it, there's a Star Wars milestone for me in Edmonton. That's where I was when I saw The Phantom Menace oh. for the first time. So in 1999, when the, that film came out, I um, first of all, the, the tickets went on sale a month or two beforehand, I think I can't remember exactly when, but it was it was well before weeks before the the film actually came out, and I booked the day off work. This is when I was working at Blockbuster Video. Booked the day off, headed down to the Eaton Center. I don't know what they call it now because Eaton's is gone. So I wonder if across they... Canada they renamed. They all have different. Well, names the, but the Toronto one is still called Eaton Center, isn't it? Toronto, the Toronto version. Did I don't it? know. No, I don't think so. I think right. I think they renamed it. But so I here in remember. Winnipeg. Eaton Place became City Place. I'm sure they've renamed it in Edmonton, but at the time yeah. it was Eaton Center. And uh, the reason I went to that mall is because uh, unlike the mall, uh, unlike the West Edmonton Mall, which had allowed people in there 24 hours a day, people were lined up days in advance to get tickets for the Phantom Menace at the West Edmonton Mall. And the lineup stretched the entire length of the West Edmonton Mall, which is Whoa. really long. Um, it's not like the Mall of America in which, like the Mall of America is built kind of as a square and it's got like four levels of squares. Um, the West Edmonton Mall is a big, long mall that has like, basically just two levels, but it's super long. So anyway, the lineup starts the entire length of the mall, and I didn't have days to wait in line. I couldn't sit there forever. I had to work. So I booked one day off work, and I, I noticed they weren't letting people into Eaton Center until 6 a.m. the day of uh, to go line up. So I went there. I, I booked uh, the day off. I went there at 6 a.m. and lined up. I was still like 10th in line, even though I got there right at 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, and yeah, I sat there for about seven hours or so waiting for tickets <laughs> to go on sale. And so that was kind of the first experience I had. Um, first of all, it was the first time I'd met other people who loved Star Wars as much as I did uh, and kind of connected with these people in line. We had a lot, a lot of fun. I mean, I was the only person within my group of friends who was willing to do this. Nobody else would come and wait in line with me, none of my other friends, even though I was buying their tickets for them. Um, but yeah, it was quite a, quite a cool experience being able to kind of sit there and, and hang out with other people. Uh, similar nerdiness to mine in Star Wars. And so, yeah, that's that's 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago. So that's what happened. you got to promise me when you're driving there, right? So yes. when you get there, get out of the car and go, so good being home. <laughs> <laughs> get out of Jar Jar. No, 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 no. Um, and, and, of course, <laughs> and I've told this story as, as well on the, on the podcast before, but uh, that's where I, when, when we do, actually did go to see The Phantom Menace at that theater. Uh, we Again, we had, to line, we had to line up for our seats to get good seats. 
And um, and we, I walked out of that theater going, that was an awesome movie. And my friend Rod turned to me and said, no, it wasn't. What the hell's wrong with you? And I was just kind of overwhelmed by the just by being able to see Star Wars in the theater again. And I, I got to say, and, you know, we've talked about this a lot on this podcast as far as we're never going to get that again. We're never going to get that feeling of like, oh, my God, it's been forever since we've been able to see a Star Wars movie it's now well, it's just going to be possible. Well, I, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen yeah. after episode nine. Uh, and we still are still quite a ways away from episode nine. You know, we still yeah. have a year and a half to go. So this will be like the longest stretch in the modern era of Star Wars between movies. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But uh, today, obviously, the big news coming out of Star Wars or Star Wars dot com is the announcement of the cast. And is this because they started shooting this week? Is that what happened? Uh, they did, uh, and uh, uh, I'm getting the uh, news release right now. But the news release, they dropped a bunch of bombs on us. There's lots, well, there's lots of interesting stuff that's there, yeah. and there's lots of interesting stuff that's not there. I'm wondering, because I'm stra- trying to think about the strategy behind releasing this information now, um, because there were rumors, and I don't want to say specifically, we'll get into it a little bit later, but there were rumors swirling a few weeks ago as far as who was going to be cast in this film, and it was not like the traditional people we already know. It was the new actors coming in, and they did announce at least one new actor in it, but um, but not the ones we were looking for. Uh, so I'm just wondering if they were like releasing this information to kind of get ahead of the rumors or, or stuff, because they've kind of given away some, some spoilers in this announcement, I think. Uh... Mm, I think that the real spoilers are not in this news release because I think because it doesn't answer. Okay, well, let's read it and then we'll we'll say what it doesn't answer. (coughs) Um, So it says cast uh, Star Wars Episode nine cast announced uh, returning and new cast members will join together for the final installment of the Skywalker saga. So that's interesting. It's the last installment. It says it's the final one. No more Skywalkers after this unless... Ray turns out to be. No, but I think that's that's the beauty of it is I don't think Ray's a Skywalker and Ray could continue on, which mean, what that means is that Kylo Ren is going to not be in any other movies going forward because he's the last. He is the last Skywalker. Mm, I still think they could be twins. But anyway. <laughs> uh, um, oh, man. You're going to take that to your grave. That one, well, I if it so. turns out that I'm right, then guess who will be laughing? Uh, then it'll be me laughing at all of you. Um, so here we go. So it says it'll begin shooting today, August 1st. J.J. Abrams returns to direct uh, the, the uh, final installment, once again, of the Skywalker saga. Abrams co-wrote the screenplay with Chris Terrio. Sorry. Our returning cast members include Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Baega, Oscar Isaac, Lupita Nyong'o, Dom Hall Gleason, Kelly Marie Tran, um, Junas Suatamo, Chewie, and Billy Lord. And the cast of and joining the cast are Naomi Aki, Richard E. Grant, and Carrie Russell. Oh, it said Carrie Russell. Yep. Oh, I didn't think it said that. No, it's in there. Okay. Um, and they will be joined by Mark Hamill, Anthony Daniels, Billy D. Williams, who will reprise his role as Lando Calrissian, which is nice to have confirmed. Uh, the, and here is this is the big big news: uh, the role of Leah Organa will once again be played by Carrie Fisher, using previously unreleased footage shot for Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Um, then there's a quote in there um, about we were never going to recast or use a CG character. Well, uh, and then, they were never going to after Rogue One came out. Right. They did. Not only they did it, yeah, in Rogue we were One. never going to, but we did. 
Um, and then John Williams will be joining, which is uh, for, um, let's see, he scored every chapter. It doesn't say it'll be his last one. I think so it, I think that's pretty well known yeah. that it is going to be his final It does film. not say so, though. Okay. Um, produced by Kathleen Kennedy, J.J. Abrams, uh, and Michelle Rejwan. I don't know how you pronounce her name. Um, blah, 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 cast and crew, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the release is uh, December 2019. So there's lots in there. I, I, I must have missed the Carrie Russell thing because that was the big rumor going around is that Carrie Russell was being cast. And, of course, because she's got brown hair, everyone's saying, oh, she's Ray's mom. That's the big uh, speculation out there. Mara Jade. Or Mary. Oh, I don't know about that. It I looks don't think like so. her. Kind of. But I think that's stretching it. I think that, um, I mean, who knows who, wh- what her role is. Uh, but but I thought it was interesting. I was gonna have a clever thing saying saying, oh, it's interesting they didn't include Carrie Russell, but they did. So never mind. Um, out of that, and there is one omission there. Um, we're not seeing Benicio del Toro, so so uh, DJ is not coming back, uh, which is kind of a question mark because why would they even have him in that movie? Well, who's not there is him, Benicio del Toro, Snoke. Well, Andy Circus, of course. Andy Circus, yeah, of not course. there. Well. He well, died. Everybody says he's coming back. Why would he come back? Because people the thing want him, they want him back. I don't I don't I don't know why people love Snoke so much. He was kind of a cookie cutter villain. He did not they add to, anything. They want to know more. Oh my goodness. That's come on. They want. they want to know read more. Read the read the aftermath books. And also, give you also more. not there is Gwendolyn Christie. So Phasma is Ah, that's too bad. I, that's I, a shame. But I do think Phasma looked like she died there and to bring her back almost seems like it stretches the bounds, I would say. It's a shame because she, I I really wanted to see more from her in that role, but maybe it was never meant to be more than than what it is. Yeah, people are comparing her to be to the the being the Boba Fett of this trilogy, and that we don't see her a lot on screen, but we love her um, and love the idea of her character so much that she's going to live on as Phasma in very you know all, lots of different things. This week, I neglected my chance to buy the battle damaged Captain Phasma Star Wars black figure. Oh, with the eyes? I saw it. it? Yeah, oh, they, okay. they have it at uh, Toys R Us on Pembina for people <coughs> who are interested, but. Um, it's like 50 bucks, or no, it's 40-some bucks because it's an exclusive figure, and it's the same one as the other one, except you can see her eye. Ah. And you're like, uh-huh. <laughs> you can just make your $50. own. $50. Just, just poke a hole in the one you have exactly. and then paint an eye there, and you're good to go. So it was my first sort of like first queasiness about like, so I didn't drop money on it. I was like, what, what am I doing? So I didn't do it. <laughs> but by the way. It's wh- the beginning of the end for your collection, I think. <laughs> Is that what that is? While we're talking about the Mara Jade, the people who want uh, Carrie Russell to be Mara Jade, look at Richard E. Grant. Yeah, the actor who's oh, he's, also he's great. Yes, and he uh, and he look he's got to be a villain. He has to be. And and would you like to know where the online speculation? I saw three articles today about who they think this guy is. Uh, I have no idea. Thrawn. What? I know. Oh, I don't God, think so. Come on. Do you? Okay. So let's just start with this. Do you think – what do you think the odds are that Mara Jade and Thrawn are in – Zero. Episode? Yeah, I Zero don't, think it's, I don't no. think it's very likely. No. And that's not to say they won't bring Mara Jade into some other iteration of Star mm-hmm. Wars, but I don't think it's for this this episode. I don't think we need to introduce major new characters like that. I think they want to wrap things up. They don't want to start new things. Mm-hmm. So, um, And Thrawn, I'm, I'm sure, as we talked about last week, I'm sure Thrawn will be making an appearance in the new season of Clone Wars. I'm sure Mary Jade will be in somewhere, but that's like um, Mary Jade. If they did bring that character in, it would be more of a closer to Return of the Jedi type of a time period. It would not be 30 years later because Mary Jade and and it's also something that they could do with Luke because uh, Mary Jade was the romantic 
love interest of Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? Are, so what are the speculations? They're saying that that that's Ray's mom. Is that she, Luke? Luke and Luke and Mary Jade had a kid, and that's who Ray's parents are. No, no, I didn't see that. Okay. But it's just you know, it's wish fulfillment. It's everybody who has their favorite Star Wars I, wishing that it's somehow tied into that. Well, I mean, I think it will tie in at some point, but just not in this film. I think everyone, the fact they brought Thrawn back and and made him an actual canon character is is proof that they will probably take a look at, at Mary Jade at some point. So. I think I think to introduce Thrawn at this point would not make sense no. when you when you know that basically Kylo Ren will have been now the supreme leader of this yeah, of this movie. I, like it's, well, it's how would a guy like that fit in if I he was in there? Who would Richard E. Grant play though? He is like he's a great bad guy. He's always been an imperial guy on the on the on the Star Cruiser deck, one of those guys. Like the guy from, from like. the Last Jedi, that that one. Uh, I don't remember his name, but the guy who was like five bloody minutes ago, like that yeah, guy yeah, was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and and it's a shame we only had him for like the five minutes he was in the movie. But is it going to be that kind of thing where he's yeah. just going to be in it for a few minutes? Although may, might be maybe a maybe a larger role of that type, like a Grand Moff Tarkin kind of thing. But, but that's kind of what uh, Ron is. No, it's what uh, um, what's his name is. How hugs? <laughs> well, they played him for laughs in the last. I one. know so it's hilarious. So he's his power is diminished. Really, did you know that he says hugs like like Poe Dameron says I'm on hold for for right. uh, General Hugs? Yeah, he's that's an actual th- like I didn't realize that when I first saw the movie, and then I was watching with he's my punking him. He is. Yeah. He's like yeah, I'm waiting, still on hold for General Hugs, and it's hugs, not hucks. Yeah. So can he hear me? That was so funny. We um, we mispronounce things we hate. Yes, that's yes, right. And that's what we're he's just, doing just there. Take a stab at him. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I hope that we see some good uh, moments from Richard E. Grant. He's a very good actor, yeah. and he's been, he's been excellent in almost everything I've ever seen him in. But uh, who knows what's going to happen? I'd say the best argument for uh, Mara Jade is that Carrie Russell does look like that character. So that's the best argument. Doesn't Mara Jade have like but, really red hair? Well, but Carrie Russell would it would be easy to make that happen. Yeah, but come on, like I don't, I don't. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. I don't think so. Would it be a stretch to think that a a woman of Carrie Russell's age would be would have been married to Luke Skywalker? Yes, that's a stretch. He's like twenty years older than her. I don't think. I don't know. I think it. I think it. I think it could. It's a po- it's well, possible. Well, in Hollywood, in but Hollywood I think it's, it's possible because that happens quite often. Right. Where but the, I think it's a thin possibility. Yeah, I don't. Think I, so. I I would give it one percent chance. <laughs> But I do think there's a chance. I just don't think it's a very big chance. Uh, I do. I also do think that um, episode nine has got to end with a battle. Of course, a massive battle. I think it has to involve. We need to see some, maybe some forest ghosts in the battle, observing or participating in said well, battle. Well, now that we know they can have an effect on the real world, yeah. I think that's a given. That, and of course. See, it, it, it is I, in my mind. It is a bit of a spoiler. They said that Mark Hamill was going to be back because we all kind of figured that he would be. Mm-hmm. But uh, it still would have been nice to have that be a surprise. You know what I mean? Like that still would have been. And same with um, same with Billy D. Williams. That would have been a great surprise. It would have been equivalent to the Yoda surprise in the Last Jedi. But they've already announced it, and they've kind of ruined the surprise that he's going to be in it. Well, if he's going to be in, if Billy D. is going to show up, this is the last chance, pretty much. I would say so. I'm glad. I'm glad they confirmed it. But but I almost think of it as okay. In the last movie, they put the beacon out and they say nobody responded to the beacon. Well, but just maybe everybody. It took everybody time to to respond. To yeah, it. I didn't. So I there didn't. could be other people floating. Like 
Samuel L. Jackson could be floating around. Mace Windu could be floating around. <laughs> like, like there's any manner of person from the prequels and from the and from the sequels to the prequels uh, who could show up to help in whatever ends up being the big battle. And that includes Lando. Lando doesn't need a giant role. He can just show up at the end um, of Nian Num. Have his, have his, hey, Nian, we flew the Falcon. Let's do it again. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't need to be massive. That would that would make it Actually, that would be very cool if they yeah. did that. Um, but I'm thinking, I'm also thinking somehow they have to work, um, what's her face into it? Um, um, Lupita Nyong'o's character. Uh, why, yeah, Maz Kanata. Kanata. So we after had, her barely cameo. Well, exactly. Like yeah. she has one one thing where she's flying around in a jetpack. She steers them in the direction of Justin Theroux, who they mm-hmm. don't bother getting. They get DJ instead. Very and, weird plot. That that's one of the things yeah. that still stands out in that movie to me is what? Huh? Like yeah. why did the, why did it need to play out in that way? Why didn't they get the guy they were sent there to get in the first place? Yeah. Um. So I mean, they have to work her in, and she would be the one I think tied to Lando somehow. Mm-hmm. She knows Han very well. She would probably know Lando very well. So I suspect that that's going to come together in a way that we're going to see Maz and and Lando in the same scene together. Um. But yeah, I kind of wish they'd saved it to be a surprise. Like the Frank Oz thing was a still a surprise. We mm-hmm. suspected it, but it was still nice to see. Mm-hmm. Yoda show up when he did in the Last Jedi. So they've they've not. I don't know if if there's still going to be surprises. I wonder what they could be now. What is left for them to well, surprises with? Luke's. Uh, I'm glad that they confirmed Mark Hamill because that just would have been painful. The secrecy, the people angry about uh, what happened to his character. Now everybody can calm down for another for a year and a half before the movie comes out and just be like. Okay, maybe he's a Force ghost. Maybe he's the all-time most powerful Force user who can teleport from location to location now. Maybe, maybe that didn't kill him. Maybe it didn't. Well, I think it did. I think well, they've, they've kind of confirmed that, haven't they, that he died? Yeah, well, in the added features of Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson's like, this is your death scene, uh, or something, but I don't think they've ever said. Um, Nobody's confirmed where he went or what he's done. And I think even Mark Hamill's engaged in some of that fun on Twitter. Well, too, and that's, like, that's, he, maybe he's teleporting from place to place. The, right? And the good thing about this announcement is that he is able to tweet about it and be open about his participation because mm-hmm. he did um, tweet the other day that it was kind of bittersweet to be starting – the first day shooting day on the final film of his mm-hmm. Star Wars career uh, without Carrie Fisher. He mentioned right. that. He said that, you know, it's great to be here, but it's um, so, uh, for the first time ever, I'm, st- I'm in a, uh, starring in a Star Wars film without Carrie Fisher, and mm-hmm. that's that's uh, uh, tragic. And so, yeah, they are going to be reusing uh, old footage of Carrie Fisher from, I, I guess, just The Force, Force Awakens. Nothing, nothing from The Last Jedi, hey? NBC so. screwed it up. Lester Holt screwed it up. Uh, he said, uh, from episode eight, The Force Awakens or something. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, here we go. Whenever the mainstream media Come gets on, hold Lester. of a Star Wars tidbit, it always goes awry. Right. Um, I'm sure, and I assume Harry Potter too. If I knew more about Harry <laughs> Potter, I'd probably get mad every time they reported on that as well. Well, and so I wonder that, and that's something that we suspected would happen, but I think that it's probably the best option for them at this point to do what they're doing. We, we had that whole podcast where we had that discussion and we sort of said, like, there's got to be lots of footage. Well, yes. And, and I think so we I'm came glad. to that conclusion yeah. as well. But it's, it's interesting they're just going to use footage from, is it just because J.J. directed that one so they can say that J.J. directed the entire film? Like, they don't want to take any of Ryan Johnson's footage from that? Uh, maybe the, other, the outtakes from that were more usable because don't forget in – the last one, she was uh, she was out of the action for a long for yeah, long stretches right. of yeah. time. Yeah, she had and, more more dialogue and more scenes. Although she did have you know quite a bit of scenes with with Harrison Ford as well. So uh, also in Force Awakens, we know that there was a scene cut out of the movie because it was in the trailer of Maz Kanata handing 
uh, lightsaber the lightsaber to, yeah. to Leia. Yeah. That is an easy you could put it in and make it make sense within. Well, the, the lightsaber was destroyed though in the in the Last Jedi. Was it? Yes, it was. It was pulled yeah, apart. Yeah, but you could put any shape, any lightsaber you want. <laughs> oh, you digitally, in the hand. digitally yeah. I insert something else. You could that. put, yes, you could say, "Here's the sandwich you wanted me to get for you <laughs> if you wanted." But, but I think, but I do think there was probably a lot of stuff with Leia that's cut out of Force Awakens that probably would still like, in a base scenario on a base, which could be anywhere. So yeah. I don't know. I think there might. The it downside, makes sense. The, or it could just be a flashback, right? And the, the downside is that because they're forced to reuse footage, they're it, it, it is going to limit Carrie Fisher's role in, in some way. Like she's just going to be probably sitting at a console looking at things, which is what she usually does, mm-hmm. sitting at a console looking over things. But um, but yeah, it's it's pro- again, it's the best solution they could come up with. They're not going to CGI her. They're not going to recast her. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to use what they have, and they're not going to write her out in between movies either, which was another option we talked about, where they just announced in the crawl that she died. So this is this is the best case scenario. You can still also, and odds are there have lots of footage with her not facing the camera, talking to someone else. Right, and they can also dub in yeah. uh, dialogue. And I mean, stuff that's so easily done these days. Yeah, as long true. as it doesn't call attention to itself, it's got to be pretty smooth. But I mean, you got you got impressionists out there who can do any voice. Sure. So it's certainly possible. That's true. So there might be, and there might actually be some scenes that were not usable because of the way they were shot or something like that, where the dialogue still might be usable. Right. So there's all different stuff. What do you think at the end of episode nine, um, Leo? They will end Leia's story that she will die I do, do think you... yeah I do think that I think that was always the plan I think mm-hmm. that was always like they were gonna Han dies in episode 7 Luke dies in episode 8 Leia dies in episode 9 I think that was always mm-hmm. gonna be the plan and they stuck to it even though they could have switched it around with Luke and Leia but they they chose not to um, yeah I don't know it, it's yeah I'm excited about this I think that uh, they're doing the best they can with what they have I'm wondering about the um, uh, the villains in Kylo Ren uh, you know Will he be redeemed? Is is he redeemable? Is this something that we're we're going to see like an echo of the first trilogy where he uh, where Darth Vader was redeemed and brought back at the very end, uh, or is Kylo Ren just gone and there's no chance? Because Ray certainly believed at some point that he was redeemable, and That's, we did too. We did too. It's we thought too that. close to the original story. Yeah, if he okay. just If he just becomes redeemed in the I mean, same and, way, I just don't yeah. see it happening that way. I be just because people go, yeah, we have a movie like. The big complaint that J.J. had the first time was it's too much like original Star Wars. So the thing he won't want to do, I don't think anyway, is is uh, go as I as have everybody on Earth go, well, thanks. We already had Return of the Jedi. <laughs> like if Lando and Nia Num are together, like there's some stuff that we want to happen that's like Return of the Jedi because it's Lando's first first chance to see Lando in some time. But there's some stuff we don't want, and that's the entire plot played out this yeah, in the, the exact, exact same, same way so no no right. ewoks or no equivalent of ewoks or anything like well that. there's always going to be creatures like if it's, it's going to be a battle there's no doubt there's going to be some massive battle that decides the fate of the universe that's what the skywalk saga saga is all about what i what i like is that they're they're getting away from the three battles at once thing that george lucas loved so much and you saw it i think you saw mm-hmm. it for the first time in Jedi, where he had the the Ewoks fighting the stormtroopers, he had the space battle mm-hmm. going on, and then he had Luke and Darth Vader fighting. Yeah. So those three things happening, and he did that exact same thing in like every prequel movie. Um, and I th- I'm glad they're getting away from that because it didn't happen in in the other two movies. We had um, we had the space battle in the Force Awakens, and then just 
not really a battle, but just well, we did I guess have a bit of a lightsaber battle between uh, between Ray and mm-hmm. Kylo Ren, but but yeah, it was not the three pronged attack kind of thing that we've seen before. So I like that they're getting away from that. They're not feeling that they have to stick to a formula. Yeah. Well, plus it's hard to sh- it's hard to shoot and edit those. Like that's George Lucas's calling card is the this this the different three different stories happening at once and we're cutting between them. Yeah. And that's hard to do. It's hard to make that work. That's why Jedi is incredible. That yeah. is particularly that closing chat part of the chapter where you're just like, Oh my God. Like it's just, it's so well handled and you're just on pins and needles. Like when you're watching the Luke and particularly Luke and Darth Vader, but the other stuff is great too. Yeah. Even the Ewok stuff, yeah. which a lot of people don't like, but oh, I love it. I love it too. Yeah. And, I, and a lot of the stuff, on Endor is, is good fun. Like Rebel Scum happens there. Rebel Scum. And uh, and also the, here, I think I got it, and the door closes. Like all of that stuff. There's a, uh, a newer, um, I haven't played Battlefront 2 in a while, but there was, last time I played, there was a new add-on where you can play as an Ewok on Endor. Oh, I saw fight, that, Fighting yeah. against the Stormtroopers. And that's kind of fun. And maybe those will silence some of those critics from back in the day were saying the Ewoks could never have taken on the Empire. Well, this gives you a chance to... The advantage the Ewoks have in that in that level of the video game is that you can see in the night, see it dark in the dark. And the, um, the Stormtroopers mm-hmm. can't see. But, I mean, the whole thing happens in the movie. The whole thing happens during the day. So that doesn't really... really yeah, matter. but also the point of the movie is nobody could think that would happen. But it did happen, and that's what makes it worth showing. Yeah. That's what drives me crazy when people go, it would never happen. No, we're watching it because... That's the story. The story is you'd never think it could happen, and it happened. The like the primitive, the primitive Ewoks beat the technology, beat technology. Like that's part of what's going on. And Darth Vader, like he's more machine than man at this point. Like all of that, it all ties into that kind of story. Yeah. Right. So it bugs me when people say that would never that would never happen. <laughs> that would never yeah. happen in real yeah. life. Those... A gun- yeah, a Gungan would never do that. Wow, that's like well, you not as well that. executed yeah. in that film in my opinion. The, no. the whole the whole Gungans versus the robots thing, but whatever. No, that that hasn't aged well. <laughs> Although when we do our uh, last Jedi commentary, there's stuff in there that I think has aged very well and stuff that has not. There there's certain like we pointed out one on this podcast of where where the storyline the whole DJ and why why do they need to be sent for Justin Thoreau, but then it becomes DJ and what happened to Justin Thoreau? Like, is that just for nothing? Like, or is, is he's, he's not, Justin Thoreau is not in the credits of the next movie. So I'm assuming neither is DJ. So it's like, what was all that about? I don't know. That's, yeah, yeah I don't know. There's but, I mean, a lot it's of a different that. director. Yeah. It's JJ. Do you, do you wish that, in retrospect, is it would have, have been better just to give the whole trilogy to JJ? Well, here we are at the end, and he's doing two of them. So p- probably, if Ryan Johnson has another whole trilogy uh, that he has to do, then it probably would have been fine to give JJ the whole trilogy. Although he probably wouldn't have agreed to it. Well, at the, not at the time. Yeah, yeah he he only wanted to do one. Mm-hmm. They were they had Colin Trevorrow as the mm-hmm. third director, so they were going to do different directors for each film. But then that didn't work out, and they brought JJ back. Um, and I think JJ will see it as a chance to kind of. I mean, not that he did a horrible job, but I think he, he has admitted there were mistakes that he made in mm-hmm. that uh, in that first film, like the whole you know Leia and, and uh, Chewbacca walking past each other and not hugging and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. That's so the worst. The that's worst, the worst part. of it. Yeah. But but there are other things, and, and he's you know maybe this will be his chance to kind of see it as redeeming himself. I mean, it was the first Star Wars movie he'd ever done, and I just can't th- be an easy task. I just think in the special edition for Force Awakens, that's so easy to. Oh fix. my God! Let's F- just Force Awakens special. You're doing f- special edition. Let's fix it. Twenty years from now, when the or twenty years from no now, now. <laughs> let's fix it. 
Let's fix it. It's streaming now. You See, don't I, I don't. To- I don't. Th- I think they should just leave films, and and uh, maybe we can have a bigger discussion about special editions at some point. But I just watched uh, Jaws. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, something that we were talking about last week on Media Nerds, a uh, film that we both watch every um, great. every summer. I got the Blu-ray from the library, and I was watching it. I'm also listening to the Inside Jaws podcast, as recommended by Chris Schiffman, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of watching some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And what I love about Jaws, and you can see it, you can see it in the film. There are shots that do not match up. Right. There are shots of a real shark that it n- looks nothing like the fake shark that they used. But Spielberg has left it. He's not yeah. going back to it and fixing it. He could. He could absolutely make that a CGI shark for the whole thing, and it would probably look better than it does. Oh, I don't think it would. It. Well, not not if the Aquaman trailer can be believed. <laughs> that's what it, if that's what it would look like. Don't do it. No, I think he could. He yeah. could make it look much better. But he he decided to leave it as it is. He's he he probably doesn't want to go back to it because it was such a nightmare for him. But I think that um, there's something to be said for just leaving the film as is and not. Well, Not going back to it, which is what George Lucas always wanted to do, was go back and fix it. Jaws is an exception in the sense that the, what makes that film work is you don't see the shark very much because the mechanical shark didn't work very well. Right. But also, it's so scary that half the time you're covering your eyes, and so you're not noticing things that don't line up or whatever. And uh, it's it it maintains its terror throughout the thing. So it's not like there's anything there that ruins the movie. Whereas you could make an argument that that scene in Force Awakens kind of like, ugh. Like when I watch Force Awakens now, I'm dreading that scene. What scene? Where Chewie doesn't hug. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Where, he, where he just runs past her and you're like, what? You're like, she was married to the guy who just who was died. Who's his best friend. His best yeah. Pal. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like when you really dig deep into the story, you it's it's pretty big. It's a pretty big miss. I would say. Yeah. And you don't even need or don't even don't even or take Chewbacca out of this, that scene. How about that? Yeah, that's true. You can just uh, yeah. Or, or take Leah out. out. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. But 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 I just think you that that's just and JJ himself says it's a mistake. So. Yeah. So he'll go back and fix it. Maybe he'll give us a flashback or you actually hug. She hugs Ray and then goes yeah. back. Oh, wait, wait, Chewie, yeah. come back here. Give me a hug. I missed you. It might actually be the scene where you see Chewie sitting by himself being sad. <laughs> that might actually be stronger if you don't see him leave the Falcon. Yeah, maybe. You know, you just see it like, where's Chewie? Oh, he's sitting by himself mourning. Like, that's that might be even more heart-wrenching. What do you think of the uh, the actor who's been playing Chewbacca for the last couple films? Um, it's He got better in solo yeah whereas i thought but i also think in force awakens the costume wasn't quite right i thought the something f- was a little different about i just thought it. he should look older in the force awakens like he should be yeah. a little bit gray he looks exactly the same as far as i could tell he looks and i realized that though. he's like 200 something years yeah. old at this point but at some point you should start getting a little bit aged right like if, if han solo is really gray and, and wrinkled and old Shui should be starting to show something so, yeah something just like the Peter Mayhew, Peter Mayhew shot close-ups, I think, for Force Awakens. Yes. So there are there are some scenes where I think, oh, that must be Peter Mayhew because that looks a little better there. But it, but it it was almost like there's something a little off about him in that one. And then the other ones, he seems a little, quite a bit yeah, better. Yeah, he's, he's going to hang a bit. And I just but, but the reason I ask is because I'm noticing they do these things like um, I don't remember which magazine it is, but they do this thing where celebrities read their most searched terms or something. That mm-hmm. might be Wired, I think, or something. Anyway, it's a video series they do on. Um, on YouTube, and they did one with the cast of Solo, and and it was him, and and so he is fully transitioned into that film, into that role. There's no mm-hmm. more Peter Mayhew. I think Peter Mayhew is undergoing surgery or just underwent surgery or something because of his his mobility issues. But 
but yeah, I mean, he seems to be adapting pretty well to the role, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm sure he'll be pretty good in this in this film as well. Uh, Billy Lourdes is getting a bigger role. Uh, she had a much bigger. Was she even in the Force Awakens? Someone says she yeah. was. Yeah, she is. I don't remember her she's at all. At, she's at the Rebel base. She just is you a side see, character. Yeah, you see. I don't know if she has any lines, but you see a close up of her. Her okay. role has gener- has been expanding in each one, so yeah. it's probably going to expand so again. So this is, of course, is Carrie Fisher's yeah. daughter. So she probably is, have a bigger role in this. Uh, one. Yeah, that's and she, there's she, no she, rebels left at the end. Well, there's very few. Yeah, like twenty of them left at yeah. the end. So that that's the big question for this film. Or resistance. Up. Sorry, I keep calling it rebels. Know. Yeah. And the, the, hopefully they reveal the difference between those terms and why they're being called the Resistance and not the Rebellion mm-hmm. in the animated series that uh, is coming out whenever, the new Dave Filoni series. But um, but yeah, she will have a, an, um, an updated role. And I guess the big question about this film is how are they going to come back? Like, there has to be a big time jump between uh, episodes 8 and 9 because they have to have time to build something up. They've got literally nothing. There's mm-hmm. nothing left for them uh, at the end. They're all on the Millennium Falcon. That's it. One ship full of... Uh, literally a handful of rebels. Sorry, not literally, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are they going to build themselves back up? How are they going to defeat the the first order? Um, I don't know. But also, uh, uh, one of the one of the issues with having Force Awakens end with the Luke Skywalker moment I mean, is that uh, there was um, no Force Awakens. Oh, Force Awakens with the lightsaber right. thing. Yeah, with the, one of the reasons why that has constricted this this trilogy is because we needed to they show then show us the next scene where with what happens when she hands him the lightsaber and so therefore there's no time between the two movies so really the first and second movie just happened over the course of i don't know how many like a week like a week or something Something like like that it's very quick yeah it's pretty quick um and so i hope that the third that episode nine gives us some room to breathe gives us some some time and space between where we left off because it'd be weird that um, maybe it wouldn't be weird maybe it would be different but the the original trilogy takes place over well, know, years how many how old's Luke in, in the first one he's like 19 or 20 yeah and then in the third one how old would he be uh, we, we talked about this a long time yeah. ago it's a couple years overall it's the biggest time jump is between um, uh, New Hope and Empire Strikes Back there's a couple years there and there's a there's like six right. months or something like that between a new uh, empire and, and Return of the Jedi, but um, but let's talk about like the, the you're yeah. right the transition between films uh, when you think about it okay so they trying to think of where the resistance was they were at their base they launched from their base I don't know where that base is the one where they launched their attack on the uh, on um, Star Killer base Taco Donna was that was, was that, that what they called Bell? it. Taco Bell? Did I did I mix up? I, think, I don't know. I think that's what it was called. Anyway, they're at that base, right? And yeah. they've, they've got lots of people, and lots of fighters, and forgive me if I'm mixing up my planets. But right. I think. But here's the thing. Okay, and you're right. There is literally no time between mm-hmm. those two those two movies. So they're at this base. They've got seemingly a lot of people and a lot of fighters and a lot of equipment. Mm-hmm. And then the next film, they're evacuating from a different base. I assume that's a different base. I think they said it was. And they're they're you know busy like okay here we're you know we're evacuating and, and getting on the ships and getting away and they get everybody away and then over the course of the long chase in that film all their other ships eventually get destroyed so I I'm just wondering like how where's all the other stuff they had at that other base like why is this it don't they have other bases anywhere else you know what I mean like I just wonder what happened to all that stuff maybe it's back to Yavin maybe it's back <laughs> it could be it could be well I think that's a well known base though they wouldn't go back where the uh first order could find them easily well how would they do that oh, they'd find some some way to do it but p- 
Probably not. <laughs> but there's, but but at this, ah, oh, no, I shouldn't say that. They could happen. It could happen. I, I but but part of what is already out there with the side movies um, includes Yavin. Thanks to Rogue One, we're thinking we're we've got Yavin on the mind, and also Darth Vader Castle on the mind. Right. There's like there's so there's a, there's a few places like I don't. That'd think be it, cool to go revisit yes, that, that those places, especially the Darth thinking. Vader Castle, because we didn't get to see a lot of that in uh, in Rogue One. And it would be fitting that Kylo Ren. I thought that in the last movie he might find his way to that castle to see where maybe he'll make that his base yeah. of operations now that he's supreme leader he can kind of call his own shots and he'll like hang out in the castle where his grandpa yeah castle where his grandpa like, built. like there's there's some opportunities there so i wouldn't rule those out but i don't think i don't know i don't think we're gonna get our wish that it will tie together it's impossible like it'll to tie together the prequels the sequels the clone Wars. <laughs> The side movies, like that's probably not possible. Well, to, I think to, to balance all they need to do to, to tie in some of the prequels is have some kind of technology, over, remnant technology from that era, like a like a um, you know one of those droids or something, or anyway, something like that. That comes up mm-hmm. in Ghosts, Qui Gon, and Anakin. Yeah, but but they could just have like a like they've done it. They did it in the books, right? They did it in Aftermath, where they have Mister Bones, which is an old battle droid from. Old Trade Federation battle droid. Um, they also even refer to the buzz buzz saws or something. I don't remember the some sort of um, droids in their Clone Wars era droids. Thrawn mm-hmm. Thrawn collects them in the Thrawn novel. Mm-hmm. He collects these droids and fixes them up and uses them in in battle. So he um, so there's a kind of a reference to that stuff in that that novel. So they're doing a lot of kind of Clone War era references in the novels, but there's not been anything in the films yet. Mm-hmm. So I think all they have to do is reference something quickly and then that's all they need to do to tie that in yeah i don't i think that uh all it needs to do is have a status be a satisfying ending to this trilogy and to me that means finding out what happens to ray to um to kylo ren and maybe you know i don't think we care about poe that much i think we just you know he continues to be a a fighter do you think now hey here's a question do you think poe there's a romantic interest between poe and ray because there seem to be hinting at that i don't think so you don't think so no okay it, it would be just be so out of the blue. Well, that, so, that was a, technically the first time he'd ever made, met her in person at the end of The Last Jedi. Nah. Seemed to be I don't some think kind so. of thing going on there. Nah, no, I don't think so. No? I'd say you have a better chance at Poe and Finn. <laughs> the bromance between Poe and Finn yeah. is strong. But Finn is already kind of, I guess, involved with, with um, Rose. Rose. And that was kind of a neat little twist at the end of and we know well i i thought finn was ready to oh yeah no i was totally convinced he was yeah. gonna um gonna sacrifice himself. and i wouldn't necessarily think that would be a bad ending for no, that character i thought fine. it might be fitting actually when you look at sort of what his arc had been yeah but then so it was the classic last second save from the jaws of death but i don't uh i don't know what i guess there was at the very end, a hint of romance between him and Rose. I think. Oh yes, no, no, that's I think that's, more than a hint. Yes, more than a hint. She kisses him. She says think. she loves him in, in not so many words, but pretty much saying we're gonna save what we love. So and he's like, what? Like obviously it was like it's a total bombshell to him. He has no well, she and uh, no idea. It's hard to know how much of that was. Wow, I'm just we're shell shocked because you just saved my life, or how much of that was. I don't know. I think they're they're setting that up for like they're gonna be like hmm. the couple of the year after. Uh, they call them foes or Rin. Oh. <laughs> a couple names. No, I think that that's going to be the the 
big love thing. And it's funny because this trilogy doesn't have a lot of that. The big one, of course, in the original trilogy was was Han and Leia. That was mm-hmm. the one that didn't start until the second film. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one doesn't start until the second film. So we'll see something happen between Finn and Rose in the third film. That maybe, be- maybe not. I don't know. Huh? It depends how much. Like when you actually think about everything, like the in the. A lot of stuff got wrapped up in Last Jedi. <laughs> Maybe not As everybody... to J.J.'s satisfaction. J.J. probably right. would have liked to have some of that stuff still. I'm sure J.J. was upset about the Snoke dying thing. I think he wanted that to go well, through the whole trilogy. in the trilogy. same way that, I mean, Ryan Johnson, as I said, he edited J.J.'s film for him in the sense that right. we got rid of a bunch of extra characters. Like, yeah. that, they set up the pieces, and it was like, I oh, don't need this one, don't need that one, don't need that. And we, got, we lost a bunch of them. Uh, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But if you then get the last say after somebody has sort of taken the pieces you set up and dispense with some of them, maybe that's what makes me think maybe he can't bring back like JJ can't redact everything. He can redact something. And I think if he redacts anything, it'll be Luke. You think he's going to bring Luke back from the dead? If it's if anything, I'd say that no one's really. I don't think. Right. I don't think I don't think Snoke. I don't think Phasma. So Luke comes in. I think I think we maybe see Luke as a force ghost, but he's able to kind of interact with the real world like a normal person and hangs around for a lot longer. The thing is, as are force ghosts only visible to those who are sensitive with the force? Like mm. like Ray would be able to see him, but Poe and Finn wouldn't. Well, we don't thing. know. That would be like kind of the Have way. We that, ever that had goes. an instance where somebody? Who... I think in the original trilogy it was it was only ever Luke that saw them, right? Nobody else saw them. Yeah. Oh, Leia did. Maybe Leia did at the end. No, she didn't. No. No. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I think that it'll be interesting. Or they make themselves seen when, as they want to be seen. Maybe I don't know. But even in the even on Hoth, where Ben shows up, and then you see the spe- or uh, the Tauntaun basically rides right, like he vanishes, and the Tauntaun comes riding almost like through him, and Han doesn't go like, "Holy shit! Did you see that <laughs> astral projection of no, Obi Wan Kenobi?" No, he has no idea. No. Uh, okay. So, but I don't. I can't remember how close that. It's pretty close, I think. It is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he would have seen he him. He would have seen him. Yeah. Okay. I sure. think we settled that okay, one. Okay. There we go. But but I do hope that the, we do get <coughs> like it's a, the ghosts are an easy way to tie a film together, yeah. and, and especially the origin, the prequels, and I think we're ready for um, what's his name, Hayden Christensen. Oh, I think, think we're, I think we're ready for his triumphant. Return. You think so? I think so. Okay. Interesting. I think well, I think it'd be kind of fun to have him in there. <laughs> So I think I guess we'll see, but there but there's a bunch of stuff like this is like the cast they've announced isn't the entire cast. No, that's the thing; they have yeah. to be leaving something as a surprise. Yeah, yeah, they have to. Even Yoda, uh, even Frank Oz isn't listed in the. Well, and the thing if he was in the film, they would have announced him because that surprise is done. Right. So you maybe Yoda think. isn't in this one, uh, or they don't want us to start speculating about Force ghosts other than Luke. <gasps> What if what if um, Anakin shows up as a Force ghost to Kylo Ren? Could happen. Oh, there's something that could happen yeah. because we've never seen it happen on the dark side. But we presume, oh yeah, um, true. Anybody sensitive to the Force can see these oh. things. I presume that so, maybe even Snoke could do that. Snoke could do that as well. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Lot- Fuel for thought. There's lots of interesting stuff we don't know about Force ghosts, but the problem with that is. Um, 
you can ruin like as George Lucas pointed out himself, you can ruin the force very easily. Well, I think by, by explaining too much or not enough. I think they're gonna go like someone needs to go back and do a lot of research in the extended universe about Force Ghosts and what was mm. revealed there because likely is the the like it's likely they'll reuse something from that mm. to help explain this because they're not really making up anything new. They didn't, and even though people got upset about the whole Luke projecting himself thing and all that other stuff that we they established that was stuff that was already out there in other forms um through the extended universe so and pablo said they are pulling he said the extended universe was is like a first draft of this stuff and they're pulling what they want from the extended universe so that will that you know whatever is happening with the force ghosts will have a precedent and also generally what's good in the uh, expanded universe would be what they yeah exactly they yeah, yeah they pick what they like and pick what the, what the good yeah. parts of it so I don't think it's necessarily fan service but there's a reason why certain things have lots of fans from the expanded universe and that's because it was good yeah Mary Jade Thrawn yeah. these are great characters but not Prince Zizor and not uh, <laughs> Dash Rendar well and also not all the kids <laughs> that they had by the end of it like I stopped reading those books oh, when yeah. they got into the next generation of too many Jaden and yeah. Jason and, and Anakin Solo and all that other stuff. Like, oh no, that was also that was Timothy Zahn though, wasn't it? Wasn't no, it, some... it wasn't always Timothy Zahn. It was other. See, al- the others. Timothy Zahn stuff. I thought I thought they did make an appearance in Timothy Zahn. I, I don't. Be... I didn't read his later stuff, uh... but um, there was a bunch of Kevin J. Anderson wrote some. It's books. a blur to me because I read those books so long yeah. ago. But I thought that they are in when the... they go. There was a series yeah. that kind of focused on the kids, Han and, and Leia's kids, and I think actually it's more plausible that they would name their kid. Anakin then name him Ben like we talked about that a long time ago why would you name your son after somebody you didn't really know they didn't neither of them knew um, Obi-Wan Kenobi Leia knew of him but didn't really know him they just liked the name Ben that's it they named ben. ben so well, it but, seems but they probably thought that that would air it make him go toward the good side well, Anakin, Anakin came back from the from the evil side though like yeah the but so. he fell as Anakin so that's why <laughs> Oh no! Actually, no. Well, yeah, it was dubbed Darth Vader before he wore the costume, which right. I always bug, which always bugged me. Yes, that's right. That's I always right. thought he should have dubbed him Sir Darth Vader so, when the, he got up off the table. The new Thrawn novel, which is already out, um, mm-hmm. it just came out in paperback or in sort of hardcover. Uh, it it chronicles like the the days uh, leading up to, I assume, leading up to like Rogue One ish mm-hmm. that era, era era. And in this novel, Thrawn works really closely with Darth Vader. Mm. Um, so the show, the show, like the cover of it, shows. Thrawn in his um, imperial uniform and Vader in his costume. Then on the other side, it shows Thrawn in a different, like just civilian clothing, and Anakin Skywalker as as the Jedi. So I think that we're going to flash back to when they were together as uh, in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't know if I you have to think that Thrawn's going to figure out who he is because they're like even the Empire, you know, they say Anakin Skywalker died. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. Nobody knows that he is Darth Vader. That's something that they're just kind of, you know, they're not letting anybody know that it's the same person. That, so. well, who knows? Well, I guess only, oh, it depends who Obi-Wan told. Uh, would Obi-Wan know? Obi-Wan might not have even known that. How well, would he Obi-Wan tells have, Luke the story in a, Well, he says that, uh, that Darth Vader killed your father. Betrayed and murdered, but then in, in Empire, he said, well, he did in a certain way. Right. So he's, so he's, he did know yeah, it's weird. It's never clear who, because he he dies. Well, no, I, no, no. I think that uh, oh, I don't know. That's an interesting because he is question. already Darth Vader when he fights Obi Wan Kenobi on, on Mustafar. Yes, that's right. He's so already they, fallen. He but, killed the younglings. 
but uh, I think I think Obi Wan leaves him for dead there. I don't think Obi Wan thinks he's going to survive. Oh, and suddenly there's this guy shows up, calling himself Darth Vader. Wow, well, he, uh, he would put two and two together, I think. But is he ever? <laughs> this is fun. Does he call him Darth Vader sarcastically on only Mustafar? a master of evil, Darth? He calls him Darth. But on Darth, his first but, name. but on Mustafar, does he say, no, or should I call you? Doesn't he do give him one of those? He doesn't say, should I call you blah blah blah, or should oh, I call I you know. Darth Vader, or should I call you? Vader. I don't know if he does. Interesting. Shit, I don't remember. Boy, this is terrible. We always reveal the gaps in what we've, we remember. We've gone, we've gone off the rails here in this discussion. I don't know what else uh, we can add to it. I, I mean, But no, really, but it ties into what you were talking about well, with the book. Yeah. I know. Anyway, um, anything else uh, about the casting that you think would be well, interesting to Well, it's kind of sad. It's a final Skywalker saga film. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay the with The end that. of an era. I think it's, I think it's, um, part of it's me, time. It's part time of me thought, thought that's where I'll, where I'll stop collecting the figures. Uh, At the end of nine. Because how many you, can you? I think you made your decision to stop collecting figures when you didn't buy that Phasma figure. <laughs> I think you're, you're, that's the beginning of the end no, for you. No, to collect rip-off figures. I've well, already not done that. Like, the Stormtrooper has been released 15 times. I'm sorry. I'm, I bought one. <laughs> but you'll buy new. So the new characters that you have, do you have a Rose? Is there a Rose character? Yeah, I have that. So and DJ. And, got a DJ. So whatever... Um, Kerry Russell plays, you'll get that figure Maybe. and all the new people. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Okay. I don't know. know. Let me see it. <laughs> Let's see it first. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're, of course, you know, obviously we'll, we'll talk about this more as the months go on, but uh, for now, it's it's still exciting to be a Star Wars fan and oh, still, yeah. still uh, lots of fun to be had talking about this stuff. So. Oh, yeah. All right. Love it. That's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the ass. Going to Toshi Station to pick up the power converter. TK421, do you copy? Where did you dig up that old fossil? I'm taking an awful risk, Major.